Welcome to the session podcast. Your host. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> it's Ben Yasin. How's it going? And I'm with Omar. How are you, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, I'm really glad you left out the old uh, East Coast thing. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, your host from the West Coast, and like a lot of people that listen to it initially brought that up. They're just like, why bring up the whole East Coast thing? And then I realized for episode one. That probably wasn't the best look, but you know what? I am from the East Coast, and I stick by. I stick by. It. I don't care. Okay, so exactly. Now that you've driven off like ninety, ninety-five percent of the potential listeners, we have our core group. <laughs> so if you're still listening at this point, you're in for the long haul. You have to subscribe at this. Do point. you think we actually peaked at episode one? Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure it's going to be downhill. It's just, <laughs> Come on, man. Have some optimism, baby. What's wrong with it's you? A, it's a battle of attrition. So you, you know what? It's a challenge to the listeners. Now you guys have to stay on for the rest of it. Yeah. Honestly, if you made it this far, I love you. Thank you so much. And um, I didn't mention this, but we have a live studio audience right now. Look. Yeah, we got a live studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't do that ever again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, you can put down the applause sign, man. There. Yeah, yeah, I know. There. No, but seriously, we have a live studio audience. We want to try different things, and we have people here right now. I think it makes it a lot more like... I like date nights with you, but I think having more people just makes it even more fun. Are you, know you breaking I mean? up with me? I think you need to sit down. You're already sitting, but you're if you trying to see other up, people. You're ah. trying to see... We One episode, and you're breaking up with me. I'm kind of already seeing someone right now, and... Ah... <sighs> <laughs> well it was, it was fun while it lasted thanks it was, for thanks yeah. for tuning in thanks for session. 22 years of yeah. friendship i appreciate it yeah no worries no but seriously this uh live studio audience is this is love like the reception that we got after episode oh one was was unreal people that i i didn't really talk to reaching out and i honestly think it's because like the people that we surround ourselves with be it from high school or from work or from university like they actually want they want you to succeed. Like, they want the best for you, right? And I think that was so cool how people reached out. And there were some times when I went to, like, a friend's house and they would play out the podcast out loud. And I don't know. I don't really want to... That was weird. Like, I appreciate it, but that was kind of weird. But, I mean, for the, for the most part, reception has been amazing. And I'm loving all of it, man. Yeah. Give me all the attention. I love it. That's why we got into it. That's that's yeah. the whole point. All right, so enough about us. Let's uh, <laughs> let, let's get started. Let's actually give the listeners and our audience a podcast. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. So, what's going on, Ben? Um, what's going on? Oh man, I have not really been up to all that much. I mean, like, there's nothing really has been happening okay. recently with me. It's so, just been work and working out and. All that sounds really boring, and yeah, know, you're looking a little small, so it's fine. Wow. Um, let me hit you with something. So, I was at a barbecue and this past weekend, and a friend brought up the topic of ASMR. And uh, he basically asked, uh, like, what are our triggers to get ASMR if we've ever felt it? And I kind of wanted to pose that question to you because it was really interesting going around the room and asking everyone what triggered them. So, pose a question to you, Ben. Well, first of all, do you know what ASMR yeah, is? Yeah, can you like give a background for I know okay, so here's what I know about ASMR. Okay. Okay, first of all, I I thought that it was kind of strange. Like so here's what I know about it, right? So is it and tell me how accurate I am. It's like people on Twitch or whatever, they're like eating like chips or like they're like you know, like snorting noodles or whatever, and that sound <laughs> is what people are really into. Is that what ASMR is about? Like it's about like hearing things like 
everything else, like all of your senses or whatever, like whatever makes you feel good or something like that. I'm so stupid, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> you're pretty. You're pretty stupid. So, um, ignore everything that he just said. <laughs> okay. So ASMR, according to the Wikipedia page, stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. I don't know what that means, but basically, it's an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin. Tingling. Yeah, that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. So, it's kind of like this euphoric feeling that you can get. And the trigger can be a number of things. So, you touched on audio. Audio could be a trigger, like whispering or like eating chips. So or that's like, a type of ASMR then, like eating food and people really enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So like some people have triggers like that where like they like my my sister-in-law, for example, really likes watching people eat food. Like that's oh. that's a thing. So I didn't know there was a whole market for this out there, but she'll just like put on a video of someone slurping noodles or something you, like that. You know what's crazy? I know that we got some uh, constructive like some constructive feedback as well like we should try segments yeah do you think we should have like a like a noodle slurping <laughs> like a, a segment within the podcast and, and there goes the last five percent of listeners. <laughs> all right pack it in uh, no but no that's that's actually really interesting though yeah so okay so, so there's that yes. do you know any other examples because it'd be, it'd be really sure. cool let me hit you some triggers then so wikipedia has it in like four categories they have whispering triggers, auditory triggers, personal attention role play triggers, clinical role play triggers. Honestly, it's just like a sense. Like you can be listening or watching or seeing something happen. Mm-hmm. And for example, I'll give mine. So I get ASMR, this feeling, this tingling sensation on my scalp uh, and like the back of my uh, neck or whatever. Uh when i'm meditating for example so meditation is something that i started doing like a month and a half couple months ago and it's been like game changing for me i'm so in control of like my thoughts my mood now i sleep so much better so i have headspace and the app on my phone and i'm like 10 15 minutes into like a meditation session or something and i start getting that feeling and i don't know if it's a mix of me being so in control of my feelings and my thoughts that i can actually trigger that myself or if it's me listening to the person leading the meditation session because they're just so good at their job and yeah. the way they're speaking, the audio quality is so crisp. It triggers something like that. So, uh, at the barbecue, we went around the table. Some other examples were watching someone sketch. If you watch a really talented artist and it's a video of them sketching and it's a really high quality video where you can hear all of the sounds of the pencil touching the paper and the sketching happening, it triggers that type of feeling other people like watching someone cook in a really nice Mm -hmm. video high quality video watching someone cook can do the same thing like that uh another thing for me is there's this really dope channel on youtube you guys should all check it out if you haven't already uh primitive technology i think it's a dude in australia or new zealand who just like has some land and he just just makes makes stuff on land using primitive technology and the videos are so relaxing and watching him work it's like it blows my mind, and I, I guess I feel ASMR through that. So now that I've given that whole spiel, uh, hmm. I want to pose a question to you. One, have you ever felt it, and what do you think your trigger was? I've definitely felt tingling before, but... <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You are not Spider-Man. You don't have <laughs> you don't have Spidey senses. No, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I told you. Like I have this instinct that I can just tell. I have this tingling. I'm like, I know what exactly this person no okay is you need be. to you need to go to a doctor you need to get this checked out i i think it actually might be an issue but to actually answer your question i think that it's it's such an interesting topic too right yeah i actually think what would give me that and i think it's a very kind of like it's kind of like i, I guess kind of like a boring one but i think just um scratching right okay just scratching like for example it could be because randomly i get these like random hives or whatever right okay and if i really get that good spot it tingles dude it freaking tingles okay but is it tingling where you're scratching or is it tingling like the back <laughs> of your head because i mean otherwise that's just a hive like oh shit i think you're right honestly ben you're missing out you gotta start watching like some high quality cooking videos mm-hmm. like something really cool okay that's your homework for the next podcast, you need to watch every ASMR video that you can possibly find and try to trigger this. I just think the whole thing, like, I'm sorry, I just think the whole thing is still so strange to me. Like, the idea of watching somebody else eat. It could be a number of different things. For me personally, watching people eat kind of does nothing for me other than making me pretty hungry. Um, but watching someone who's really good at what they're doing. Yeah. And immersing yourself into that experience definitely gives me that feeling. I guess I guess it's it's different. And I just thought about something as we were um, kind of talking about this. Um, haircuts, okay. seriously, like haircuts. Okay, because every single time, like every two weeks, I mean, prices are really like crazy right now. It's almost like fifty dollars every two weeks. But I go with like kind of like a you know like a like a skin fade. Okay. Every two weeks, and it's super expensive. But yeah. I was just thinking about it. The last time I went to a barber, they used a straight razor. Yeah. And they got to the back of my head. And this has never happened before. Like, you usually use a machine, like a zero or whatever. Okay. But he used a straight razor and cut all the way down. Yeah. That felt good. Yeah. That was a tingle, definitely. That, that, uh, my brother is uh, the same way, where uh similar thing. The straight razor is uh, kind of the thing that does it for him. Mm-hmm. Because I guess... It's that personal attention that you're getting. You've never had someone use a straight razor on the back of your neck before. So that level of attention is pretty interesting. Um, now that I now that you mention uh, haircuts, uh, I guess I should let the listeners know. Like, I actually haven't cut my hair in like nine months, yeah, ten you gotta months. Yeah, do or something, something about like that. that, man. It's it's getting crazy. No, I, th- I thought you said it looked good, bro. I see a lot of things, Omar. So this whole thing about haircuts being expensive and the fade well, market. Oh, you're saving money. You're saving oh, a lot yeah, of money. Oh, yeah, no. I'm spending all of it on like coconut oil and all kinds of dry <laughs> shampoos and things like that. So so how long until you realize it's it's been a huge mistake? Like how long do you want to go until? Why do you assume that I think it'd be a mistake? Oh, because like, look <laughs> at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious though. Like, how long do you want to have your hair out until maybe you're like, okay, maybe I should trim it a little bit? Or... Okay. So my whole thing about growing my hair out, um, for like pretty much this entire year so far, has been I wasn't gonna start working because I was still in school for fixed number like eight nine more months, and I just decided I'm like I'm never really gonna have this opportunity where like I don't have clients, I don't need to look that presentable for like the next eight nine months. Let me just grow it out as much as I can and see what happens. Now I got to the point, I'm going to be starting working a bit. I look at it and I'm like, 
you know, I think it's at a point where I can manage it on a day-to-day basis, like through the awkward phase or whatever. Let me just keep going at this point. I think I want to get it to like to my neck or something like that. And then I'll cut it. I'm not 100% exactly on the where, but this was just a goal that I set myself where I'm just like set for myself. Where I'm like, I'm just going to grow up my hair and I'm going to see what happens because that's kind of how I've been approaching life recently where it's like, I kind of want something. So I just go after it. And oh, I'm like, man. what's, so with what's, what's, what's the point of holding back? Cause I want to look back in 20 years. I want to show my kids and I'll be like, look, I had some pretty dope hair and they'll probably make fun of me, but I'll be like, at least I can like look back at a phase in my life and be like, yeah, I did that. That was something yeah. that was fun. And then when Uncle Ben comes along and be like, look at Caveman Omar. Wasn't that such a good face? <laughs> Funny you think you'll have a place in my kid's life. Wow. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Are you kidding me? I've got to be in there. Speaking of Uncle Ben, uh, your favorite superhero is Spider-Man. I so you, you already know what I'm happens so to Uncle Ben, though. So, I'm so, did you hear about what happened with Spider-Man, by the way? Yeah. Like, something about, like, they them Sony and Marvel um, not like working things out or something like I have to I have to search this up but I don't I think they're going to restart Spider-Man again. So from my understanding and for anyone who's not aware Spider the rights to Spider-Man l- movies, I don't know if it's live action yeah. but basically Spider-Man movies is owned by Sony whereas every other superhero in the Marvel universe the rights to their movies are owned by Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Uh, which is I think owned by Disney. So yeah, mm-hmm. Disney, let's say. Disney and Sony came to an arrangement a few years ago where they're basically like, hey, you can incorporate live action Spider-Man, Tom Holland, uh, into the Marvel movies like the Avengers series and stuff like that. So we got some really good movies out of that. The issue was that Sony basically is like, we're not getting compensated enough for giving you this really awesome character that everyone likes. And they wanted, understandably, a better deal. And Disney wasn't willing to pay that, so negotiations fell apart, and Spider-Man can no longer be in our Avenger movies and in that Marvel universe. But I don't think that means they're going to restart Spider-Man, because Tom Holland, I think at, I think it was Comic-Con, or uh, one of the conventions basically said he's still going to continue to play Spider-Man, and his next role, it's going to be interesting. He's, He's excited to see where it takes him. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you can tell from the previous movies, Avengers, and like, you know, even like more recent Spider-Man movies that were coming out. It's, it just sucks that it seems like they were leading up to something and it just completely fell flat. Like with this new phase, I really thought that Spider-Man was going to be the new, you know, like how Iron Man was the hero for uh, the previous phase. I thought uh, Spider-Man was going to be it for this new phase. You know what I mean? So that's why it just sucks that they couldn't figure things out. And I mean, you explain the background of it, but it's just so unfortunate that they couldn't work things out and just just give us Spider-Man. Just I, like he's my favorite superhero. Just give me Spider-Man. When it comes to Marvel, uh, so I was sad when the whole Spider-Man thing happened, but I've just been trained to be disappointed by these <laughs> superheroes. Because I loved the Netflix um, original series uh, for like Daredevil, Luke Cage, um, Jessica Jones, and I'm forgetting Iron Fist and the Defenders, I think it was. Yeah, I think it's called Defenders. Yeah, I think it was called Defenders. So all those shows I love. Daredevil was my absolute favorite out of all of them. And they were such good shows. But, and even though they were doing really well, Sony, uh, sorry, not Sony, uh, Disney pulled 
the rights uh, from Netflix because they're bringing it over to their own uh, proprietary streaming platform. So those shows ended up getting canceled. And yes, they might come back. Yes, it might be the same crew, but it's not going to be the exact same, right? A lot of writers aren't going to be there. Actors might not be there. It's it's going to be a different show if it ever does come back. So I was so hurt when those cancellations happened that I've just kind of been like, you, there's nothing you can do to let me down more. Like this is almost as, spoiler alert if you haven't watched the most recent Avengers, this is almost as disappointing as when they took my favorite superhero, Thor, and they made him fat. Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy is I didn't even watch the most recent Avengers. So that so, was that was just spoiled right in front of me. Okay, it's what September? At this point? <laughs> yeah, no, it's late. Yeah, it's late. When I went to when I went to Japan in April, uh, it came out like everybody was talking about it, and I'm like, Yo, when I get back, for sure I'm gonna watch it. So April passed, May passed, June passed, July passed, August passed, and now it's September, and I still haven't watched the most recent Avengers. It's pretty. I, I mean, I Instagram like spoils it. Also, I basically watched it without watching it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I did that. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Speaking of that, spoilers, that is the hardest thing. I love Instagram. I love all the memes. I love Twitter. I know. But man, when something like a movie comes out and you you know you can't watch it for like a few days or like a week or something, trying your best to avoid it, the comment section. Comments, yeah. That's yeah. What, and I love the comments. They're so funny. I can't even read the comments on like Bleacher Report because I'm afraid that something's going to get spoiled for me. And there are there are certain comments as well where you don't even need to click the full comment thing. Like they're I don't know if they're just famous enough, but yeah. they will pop up regardless. Yeah, yeah. And they just decide to say like a spoiler or something, and so everybody can see it. It's like okay, thanks for that. It's not like I was planning on watching it in September 2019. <laughs> that is the next uh, feature that Instagram has to have. You know how you can turn off comments on your own posts mm-hmm. if you don't want people commenting or like restrict the comments to only people you follow? There needs to be a way for you to turn off comments for all posts such that like you can't even see them and you don't even have the option to like tapping in into and reading them because comments actually get people upset to a lot. That's another thing like angry people that have opposing views and stuff like that. Like reading the comments will just like make you really upset if it's like your favorite team that's mm-hmm. like being roasted or something like that and your favorite player or something like that or you have the you're the contrarian viewpoint and everyone else is the other way. It's just going to make you upset. So mainly spoilers and just being in a better mental state, being able to turn off those comments. That needs to be a feature. Yeah, and I feel like it sucks because it's like summer and it's good vibes. I mean, we're entering fall right now, but it just sucks that there's so much like negativity and I don't know, man. I just want to, I just want good vibes forever. That's it. That's all I want. Okay, fine. We're going to come up. We're going to code a good vibes filter and we're gonna <laughs> put it on Instagram. That's what we're going to do. And it's going to make us rich and famous. I hope so. I'm really hoping for that day. Richer than we're going to get once we start selling underwear on this podcast. Can't wait for that. Did anybody reach out to you yet, by the way, after, you know, like it clearly blew up, right? That, I, it, it did first episode did great did numbers but no underwear sponsors yet no underwear I'm, sponsors. I'm, I'm still waiting on that underwears and socks like literally if you have underwear and socks and you want us to sell that reach out to us yeah i tried um one of them reached out to me i didn't tell you about it oh yeah yeah one of them reached out to me um but my condition was i had to be the model like i had okay. to like I wanted to be in the picture and like I wanted to be the one that actually does it all and oh, they okay. didn't respond to my email yet. So Oh yeah, no, no 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 understandable that they'd block you. <laughs> they didn't block me, they just haven't responded. They're, they're gonna uh, they're gonna listen to this podcast and they're gonna send a cease and desist order. Oh, so we're gonna have to go to court now. Good job, Ben. Well, you know, I try. 
All right. How's the uh, the rest of your uh, I don't know, like September, like this fall? Do you have any plans? Do you have anything coming up? Anything to look forward to? Yeah. So I have a couple stuff career wise going on. Like look at this hot shot. Like oh, look at yeah. this hot shot. Yeah, you know me, always on the move. Um, I should start posting uh, black and white pictures of lions with inspirational quotes on <laughs> the classic pyramid scheme mentality. Yeah, take me to uh, take me to a Tim Hortons. Don't talk to me for eight years. Yeah, and then message me after saying how you want to go for coffee, and you know we can talk about future aspirations, and <laughs> we could talk about my goals, and then afterwards you can sell me a knife or insurance. <laughs> <laughs> No, but otherwise, like, uh, th- things are going well. Things are things are moving up, trending up. But, like, with the podcast, outside of the podcast, things are good. And I am looking forward to the best part of fall, which is the return of basketball. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I can't get excited. I, I, I can't get any more excited about this NBA season than than right now especially because august has been so dead man there's been nothing oh, that's man. been going on with basketball so it's been so difficult trying to find some stuff to talk about um but you know what it's coming up and i am so happy about that so um no i i, I actually just cannot wait it's gonna be good so we were supposed to in episode one do a preview where we actually talk about a whole bunch of teams in the league and what the climate looks like and then we talked about one team, and then we, we never really returned yeah, to that we, topic. we just so. left it at that, didn't we? So why don't we just continue to leave it and, and just move on to something else? So talk to me about Christmas. Okay, you know what? It's funny that you brought that up, because first of all, Christmas is like... My, I love Christmas, like wintertime in general. It's amazing. But I have the schedule here, okay? So so, so what is the schedule, to, to someone who might yeah, not be aware? Let me, let me get the schedule, so... So, so these are the marquee games in the NBA that are played on Christmas Day. So the NBA has a few of these days that are pretty important. Uh, MLK Day is one of them, Christmas, yeah. and I'm probably forgetting one more. But there are basically holidays where they the NBA has basically taken over and their games are played and everyone who cares about sports are pretty much watching the NBA. So it's a pretty big honor to get a Christmas Day game. It's pretty important. The days usually go to those marquee franchises that will always be interesting and will always have fans, whether they're competitive or not. So why don't you give us a rundown? Yeah, so not the Raptors for the longest time. However, do I have news for you? Okay, so let me go through the schedule, okay? We have the Los Angeles Lakers first, the Los Angeles Clippers. That's going to be an intense game, man. That's going to be an intense game. Yeah, so we, we talked about the, the Lakers quite a bit um, on our uh, last uh, last episode. I think what's changed since we Dwight talked Howard, about baby. them. Dwight Howard, baby. Dwight Howard. I think the, the bigger thing is that we didn't even talk was the reason why Dwight Howard's there. It's because of yeah. uh, Boogie's injury. So I think it was, I think it was ACL, right? It was. I think it was ACL. Yep. So, again, it's... It's a game. It's um, there's always risks when when you play it, but it's just you hate to see it on someone. You hate to see it happen to someone who is already returning from two serious injuries uh, within like that, eighteen um, months. Did you see that interview of him? Like Boogie looked like he lost a lot of weight. Like he looked like he was very serious about the upcoming season. Yeah. And when you have an opportunity to play with the goat, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Um. It's it's like you obviously can see the title, right? 
there's a real opportunity for you to win there. So it just really sucks that Boogie yeah. wasn't able to kind of live up to exactly. And and I know he has some uh, personal legal troubles going on right now too. So I just hope that all you know that's all the resolved. best for him, right? All, all, all the best. For him. I hope all of it's resolved in an amicable matter for like all parties involved and justice prevails and all that. But I just Justice hope... Justice prevails. Yeah, you know. You've been studying, haven't you? <laughs> Grade 12 law. Shout out to Mr. <laughs> shout, shout out to Mr. Richmond. Um, so we've, we've, we've talked about the Lakers side of things. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Hit, on, let's hit on the Clippers. Okay. And my still my favorite player, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Um, well, first of all, do you remember our phone call right when everything happened? Yeah, you called me at like... Must have been I like, think it was like like one or two in the one morning. or two in the morning when right all when, of this right was when going it, down. Right when it dropped, yeah. I remember thinking when I first got the notification, the biggest news was okay. Finally, I'll find out where Kawhi Leonard went. Okay, okay, cool. But then all of a sudden, it's like holy crap! Paul George is leaving as well from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Los Angeles Clippers, and it's it's absolutely insane yeah what happened in the, this offseason the way them. oh man i wish i had the tweet right now too the way uh Woj tweeted it out it's like you didn't know what the paul george trade package was he announced that paul george has been traded to the los angeles clippers and it was like for a historic or monumental uh package of picks or something like that so i was just blown away and for like a good five minutes, everybody in the basketball world that was up at that hour was holding their breath, waiting to see what happens with these picks and, and where it goes from there. So it was so interesting. I remember texting you, trying to wake you up and give you a call. And then you see you see a message and we we talked for like yeah. an hour and a half right there as everything was unfolding before our eyes. And I wish we recorded that because then we could have just like released that as episode two and we could be chilling right now instead of recording. <laughs> I think... Um I remember that was like a very good like support system that I had because I kept trying to rationalize everything like, yeah, you know what? It's for the best that Paul George left. And but in, inside, I'm kind of like you want your you want your team to be competitive. You want your team to be able to, you know, try to do something in the upcoming season, even if they prove you wrong time and time again. You keep thinking to yourself, OK, this is a year. Golden State is going to be broken up because Katie will leave. I knew that before. This could be it. So right. you're you're talking about your favorite team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes, Omar, my favorite team, my only favorite team, by the way. Okay, okay, I'm gonna remember that for later in the. Okay, podcast. wait, wait, the Raptors. I no, love the Raptors. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that when you say your only favorite. team. Okay, but you know what? Let's go back to the Clippers for just a little bit because I want to tell you three names, and I want you to tell me which offense can go through it. Okay. Okay, Montrez Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> which offense any <laughs> offense <laughs> okay we got patrick beverly paul george and Kawhi leonard what the f- what what are you gonna do what are you gonna do with that you're gonna shoot from half court that's what you're seriously like i don't their defense man the clippers defense is so good it's, how are you gonna get past that they're so lengthy man so it's like Eight different arms between two people. What's wrong with them? I'm going to forgive the fact that you didn't include Landry Shamit in this. Can you stop talking about that Landry Shamit guy for like one second? I don't think I'm going to let a single podcast go by without bringing up Landry, Landry Shamit. Oh, so he's so good. He, he's so good. He's going to be the third best player on that team right now. I'm, I'm calling it. This season, he's wow. going to be the third best player on that team. So we got Montrez Harrell. Okay. We got Maurice Harkless. Okay. We got... 
Oh, Patrick Patterson is on the Clippers? Yeah. I didn't even know about that. When that, did that happen? That happened like literally a few weeks ago. Oh my or god. Like Patterson that? just needs to chill, like watch movies and get paid. He's he's, he's like, the best. And he's in LA for that. That's amazing. Isn't he like really good friends with Paul George as well? Yeah, he is actually. So, yeah, there really we go. Close. That's the life, man. Okay. Lou Will, like that that man is a walking bucket. You can get fifty points on you at any time. This guy's crazy. I mean, he's only gotten 50 like a few times in his career, but but, but even okay. then, like from the bench, come on, yeah, come on, you gotta respect that. No, no, I, I definitely respect it. Yeah, uh, Zubox, 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 no Zubox. That there's no S. It's 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 an X. I was like doing like a. Don't worry about it. Okay, You'll get catch out. up later. Get out, dude. He's seven foot one, two hundred and forty pounds. Did you watch much of him? I didn't watch a lot of him throughout last season. I, I didn't him? watch any of him on the Clippers, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. I did watch a bit of him on the Lakers. He was on the Lakers for a little bit, right? I, I'd watch Lakers basketball when LeBron was healthy and not injured. Yeah. Okay. And then what else do they got here? Um, I mean, based off the players that I just listed, like that's already a lot right there, right? Again, you ignore Landry Shamit. I'm not bringing him up again. I'm not bringing him <laughs> up again. We already talked about him. I'm calling it right now. Third best player. We're gonna have. Come on. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have Landry Shamit check-in sessions. Okay, that's what we're gonna have throughout the season. Montrez Harrell is a freaking animal. Let me see how much he. Dude, in the postseason, he had 18.3 points per game, man. Yeah. Well, someone had to score on that team. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be an issue of chemistry? So they have their head coach, Doc Rivers, right? Okay. I, want, I want to get your opinion on that. Like, how do you think... It's a lot of personalities. And I know Kawhi Leonard, we all think, like, yeah, he whatever. He's quiet and so on and so forth. And you have Paul George, playoff P, whatever. Do you think there's going to be a clash of personalities for the Clippers? Like, kind of what happened with the Lakers last year? Or do you think it's going to be smooth? Like, do you think Doc Rivers can handle that? Uh... I think it's going to go pretty smooth. I think both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are, on the court at least, very plug-and-play players, for lack of a better term. Their skill set is very interchangeable. They're very diverse uh, positionally on offense and defense. Um, I think the court, court-wise, they're going to be fine. And off the court-wise, I don't see... I don't foresee any like explosive personality spilling over and causing an issue or anything like that. Besides Beverly. I think <sighs> Beverly's a, a rabid dog. But but the thing about Beverly is he looks out for his, his own teammates, his, yeah. his teammates. Yeah. So I don't think there would be any That's, internal problems there. Well. And Doc Rivers has always been like a culture kind of guy and like setting the tone. And- I mean he was able to manage Rondell, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett back in 08 and, and Ray Allen. Like if he was yeah. able to do that and get a chip. There has to be some level of... Well, he wasn't good enough to repair the relationship. So, I mean, yeah, there, no, there's true. all that between Allen and them. But be what it may, I don't th- I don't foresee any issues there. Uh, and on again, on the Lakers side of things, like I don't think the... Okay, honestly, when you said that there were locker room issues with the Lakers last uh last season i completely forgot that like half the team got traded and that was the issue itself that was the biggest issue it slipped my mind i'm like wait who did lebron like oh all those guys that used to be on that team that aren't on that team anymore that's who he had an issue with i guess or they had an issue with him whatever it might be so anyways there's a lot i want i want to hear between the lakers and the clippers right now who do you think's taking that game 
Uh, the Christmas Day game? The Christmas Day game. Uh, it's probably going to be the Western Conference Final Showdown as well, if I'm being completely honest with you. If everybody's oh. healthy, I'm saying it right now, it's going to be the Clippers and the Lakers. It's going to be you Battle You are putting of a lot of faith into the Lakers. I didn't think you had this much faith in LeBron. The Lakers roster... Yo, LeBron, like all jokes aside, he's going to come back with like... Dude, he is pissed. I legitimately think he has a chip on his shoulder and he's going to come out swinging. Punching the air. <laughs> all right. The, the real question is... What happens if Christmas falls on a Tuesday? Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LeBron's gonna be LeBron's gonna be like fifty pounds overweight. Yeah. It's not, it's not gonna be. He's so not gonna it, get any hop on at all. It's it's a battle of priorities right there. So I'm looking at the Lakers roster right now, and I mean, like they it's, have KCP, they have Avery Bradley. They have Danny Green. I, I really Dwight think Howard. you're trying to. I really think you're trying to sell this roster. There, who is like the fifth best player on that roster? The fifth best player. Okay, so we got LeBron James. Yep. We have Anthony Davis. Yep. We have Kyle Kuzma. Yep. We have Danny Green. Danny Green. Okay, now who's the fifth best player on that roster? Is that is that four right there? That's four. Who's okay, the fifth? so let me go through. Oh come on. Are you looking at the same roster I am? Who who, who is it? You don't see Jared Dudley right there. <laughs> And he makes Jared a return. Dudley. He makes a return to the Jared session. Dudley. At six foot seven, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds. <laughs> Glue guy. No, but wait, so you you're are you actually worried that the Lakers won't be I think the Lakers, if this entire season was one game and everything was riding on that one game or one series, LeBron could step up. We've seen him play damn near forty-eight minutes a game and put the team on his back when he needs to do it. But he's not going to be able to do that the entire season. And seeding does matter in the Western Conference. Especially now because of how, how so, tough everything is. So yeah. from that, I I mentioned like uh, at the beginning of the podcast with our listeners, a battle of attrition. And that's kind of how I see it in the Western Conference, where the teams that are going to make the playoffs are going to be the ones that are able to withstand the workload of that season. The ones that are able to rest when they can and play the games when they can. And LeBron's at a stage of his career where he is, of course, always going to be a threat. There's, I don't think there's anyone that you um, would want to see less going into a single series than LeBron James, just because he's that good. But the talent that he's surrounded that he's surrounded with, the load he's going to have to carry offensive and defensively to just to win everyday games on like a Wednesday or a Thursday in the regular season games that a lot of casual fans don't even realize happen. Like people think that they only play nationally televised games, but they're getting 82 games in a season. And in the Western Conference to make the playoffs, how many do you think they're going to have to win? Like 48? What's the line going to be? 48? Mm-hmm. Like 47 games to, to make the playoffs? Whereas you can probably make the playoffs in the East with like 40 or something like that. So I don't know. I just feel like when you have two of the top five players and you surround LeBron with the shooters, no more playmakers. He actually has shooters now available. He has a rebounder in Dwight Howard and a rebounder in, in Anthony Davis as well. Like, I I have a lot of faith in this roster. And um, if I was to pick between a supreme offense versus supreme defense, I'm going to still give the edge to the Clippers. But absolutely, I think LeBron James and Anthony Davis together with the roster that they have right now, I think it's a shoe into the Western Conference Finals. I don't see another team that I can confidently say that they would be that they would be able to get past the Lakers. You don't give credence to teams like 
Denver, no, uh, Denver, no, 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 no. Utah. We saw how Denver played last year, right? I just, I, I still think they're too young. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they have it all figured out right now. And Jamal Murray is not good. So, so <laughs> sorry, Jamal Murray's Canadian. I love him, but he's not good. Um, like what? What the Rockets? No, I don't think the Rockets are going to be going very far. Even though they have your favorite player, they have my favorite player, but I'm, doesn't mean they're going to be going far. I don't, dude. Russell Westbrook cannot shoot the ball. He can't shoot, and he's 31. He's not going to be able to shoot the ball. These are facts. So, I, and I know you're loving every second of this. I am, I am but grinning like, I've ear gotta, to ear. I've got to keep it. I've got to keep it real, right? Like, I don't see the Rockets being able to go that far with with that roster. It just doesn't make sense. I have to see it with my own two eyes because thinking about it right now, I just don't see it working. Russ needs to be at the two, and I don't know. They need like. Harden is not Harden is not the right fit for that. I just I don't know if that's gonna work out. I was thinking about it more and more and more. I'm just like, it's I'm kind of flip flop on it because before I know I said I think the Rockets are really they might make something happen, but then I thought about it a bit more. And it's like is Russ really gonna change years and years of playing the same way, the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, we don't need to get into all yeah, this thing. Anyways, my veins this pop right now. So so we talked Lakers Clippers. Tell me about the other Christmas Day games. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, between the Lakers and the Clippers, I got the Clippers going. The second, the second game that I see here is, well, you brought it up, Denver and the Pelicans. Okay. I think that's going to be a fairly, like, uninteresting game. I think. Denver versus New Orleans. Are you kidding me? That's the most excited I could be. Uh, in the sense that, come on, man. We already know he's going to win this game. Denver's going to win this game. Like, I think uh, people no are putting too much hype. Okay, I'm just going to say, I don't think Zion is going to be as good as everyone's saying. I'm I'm just gonna go out there and say. I think a player that relies that much on athleticism is not going to be. I don't know if you're going to be going all that far with someone like that. I, but that being said, I still think he's going to be like I don't think he's going to be a bust. No, so. But I I definitely do someone, think he's going to be really good. But I don't yeah. think he's going to be at that level. Like people are calling him the second LeBron James. Come on, get out of here. Someone someone described it as rather than being a bust, I think they thought Zion is going to have a short peak. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. His career right. having a short peak I where he that. will he'll be there. He'll be he'll be good for 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 a while, but it's gonna be cut short by things like injury or lack of progression in the game and and things like that. Where like the the game just moves on beyond you. And again, we're putting too much hype into a guy that hasn't even played a single NBA game. I'm I know he's got a lot of fans. I know he re he revitalized the entire franchise, but. Like that team is gonna be boring. Like it's it's. I don't not know about that be. though. I don't know about boring. Like you got well. Let's talk about the Pelicans. You got, you got Lonzo Ball, who's right-handed and shoots from his left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> just just think about that for a second. He's right-handed and he shoots from his gotta, left shoulder. You've gotta, okay, shooting is one thing, but you've got to admit, like his vision is still amazing. It is, and working with someone like Zion, Leo, that's that's lobs for days, man. I can't wait to see. Ben, that. he has more songs on Spotify than he free throws made last season. <laughs> is that actually? That's a fact. That's that's actually a fact. I saw it on Twitter. I was dying. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I know they got Lonzo Ball, and didn't they get um? Well, first of all, the whole haul, right, from the Lakers to to the to New Orleans. So was it Josh Hart that left as well? Yeah. So they have Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, um, and some picks. 
that I think the pick that they sent for this year's draft got traded down. I want to say it was Jackson Hayes. I can actually confirm that. Yeah, no, it's Jackson Hayes. I got it up right now. So Who I actually like. I liked going into the draft so as well. What happened for the for the um for the Pelicans, the players that came in, uh dude, they got your your guy, JJ Redick. I forgot about that entirely. JJ Redick's in the New Orleans right now. Yeah, that's uh Duke what would it be? South? I guess South, yeah. Mm-hmm. New Orleans South, yeah. So Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Um, I'm just reading like the notable names. JJ Redick. And you mentioned uh, Jackson Hayes, Derek Favors, Zion Williamson. Yeah. That team, like, I think it'd be fun to watch at the minimum. Like, people keep talking about, oh, the Lakers young core, they're finally going to break out. They're finally going to. But now that there's not as much pressure, you're in New Orleans. It's a very young team. And you can really, you know, just start to play your game. I I don't know. I don't don't agree with you on. I think it's going to be very fun to watch these guys, actually. So my whole thing here is. The whole did not equal the sum of its parts. Where, the, sorry, the whole was greater than the sum of its parts. You have these pretty good players, these project players, these players that everyone thinks has potential. You have Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and um, the pick that ended up becoming Jackson Hayes and stuff. And they're all good players. They're all good players, but it's like Anthony Davis, the player who was traded for, is just in a completely different level it's an entirely different echelon of player and how many so so players does it take to be combined into a superstar a top five player and that's just it where i don't think it was enough i don't think that the haul that they received is enough to stabilize that you can never give forward. a package good enough to get a superstar like that that's a yes. once in a yes. you know like anthony davis is incredible um yeah, it's it's very difficult to do to do something like that. And lucky for him, he doesn't have to play the five. They have yeah. Dwight Howard for that. He's going to be playing the four, and he's going to be beasting, absolutely beasting, hundred percent on um on the Lakers. So, but but we keep coming back to the Lakers. They're I know, they're, they're, they're going to so be exciting. so interesting. They're going to be so interesting. Okay, okay. but that's the Pelicans so, offseason. Denver, Denver winning. To that summarize game. it, I think it's going to be exciting. I really like that young core that they have. I think Lonzo Ball and Zion, it's going to be fun to watch at the minimum. Okay. So I'm happy with that. I just brought up um, the so it's the Nuggets versus the Pelicans. And Nuggets, very quiet. They didn't really do all that much. They're, they're betting on development. They're betting on culture. They're yeah. betting on if we run it back with the same guys that gave Murray that massive contract. Huge mistake. Yeah, huge mistake. Bigger than the Simmons, big bigger mistake than giving oh, Simmons some money. Come on, nothing even comes close to that trash contract. If, if, if listeners, if you want to hear a Ben Simmons discussion, go back to session zero zero one, where we have a heated discussion about Ben Simmons, and I clearly win that one. Ben, I told you this before. The only good thing about Ben Simmons is his first name. He needs to get a jump shot. Come on. All right, so we got Denver winning that game. Let's let's get into the crown jewel, the one that we really wanted to talk about. Okay, we've got okay, the Celtics and da 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 the Toronto Raptors. Finally, the Raptors got a Christmas game. Oh my God, are you serious? We actually get some little a little bit of respect for once in the league. The Toronto Raptors, the NBA champions, actually get a Christmas game. Man, how exciting is that? Honestly, man. And again, I'm I'm not doing this just to be contrarian. I really don't care. What? I, I really don't care. 
it might matter to some people. It might even matter to the players. But everyone's been complaining for years about lap- Raptors and, and a lack of respect and not getting Christmas Day games and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't think it really matters. I think, so this is my take on Christmas games. I like watching the same teams on Christmas. I like watching the Knicks on Christmas. I like watching the Lakers on Christmas. I don't care how bad or good they are. It's just been a tradition for years and years and years. And it's like almost every single Christmas these teams will play. So I kind of want them to be in there. Like, why put the Pelicans in there? Like, what is the league trying to do to save face? Like, they want to market Zion a bit more and stuff like that. But it's like... I mean, I think they're really betting on Zion taking over as like the face of the league. So for me... No, you're I, I, you're I stupid. You're dumb. <laughs> yeah. Toronto Raptors finally get this opportunity to really like the the only thing about the Raptors and people keep talking about like for players who come to the Raptors, they're like, "Oh, amazing fans, amazing management, amazing this, amazing that." But there's still no respect for that team. Even after winning a championship, they're always putting asterisks over this or, "Oh, they didn't have Kevin Durant for that." It's so it's so but annoying. And so think, we finally get like some handed- sort of recognition. Do you think handing someone a Christmas game is like an accolade? Like for me, it's like, that's not what I define respect as. I define respect as the championship ring that I'm going to get off AliExpress, the fake one. (laughs) The Raptors aren't going to give me a real one, but that's what I define respect as. I just feel like it's, if you put it like that, like, oh, it's just a Christmas game. Of course you can, you know, like you can downplay it a little bit and it doesn't sound all that good. But I think these Christmas games are really serious for... You know, it's not just Canadians or, you know, people from Toronto watching these games. It's going to be everybody. Like, people want to see the Celtics and finally getting that recognition after what felt what feels like forever. Like, it's, well, literally never happened before. It's, I think it's really good. I think it's a start to maybe the Toronto Raptors not being the outsider in all of this NBA stuff. And I think... Even the NBA, cha- like the them getting a, a ring didn't do it. And I think this is at least a start for others to be like, okay, the Raptors are a legitimate team. I guess from, from that perspective, if you look at it. For me, my respect comes when I tell people that the Larry O'Brien is in Toronto. So that's how, that's how a, amazing that's was how this. I, how amazing was this summer? The entire, from beginning till end. Like all of the, from the, you know, from watching games at Jurassic Park all the way to the Raptors parade. Oh my God. Unforgettable. It was unforgettable. I remember missioning, like writing an exam, like two hours away and then getting in my car and driving straight to the parade. Yeah. Because I didn't want to miss it. And I remember showing up like at 1 PM thinking I missed everything. And I find you guys in the crowded city and you guys are like, oh no, the parade hasn't even started yet. So Oh, like okay. Now you've brought back some of the some of the memories of like the disorganization of the Raptors parade. It definitely could have been a little bit smoother. But you know, talking about the good things at least. Going back from the beginning, man. Jurassic Park. So for those who don't know, Jurassic Park is basically where you know there's one in Toronto, the main one that's in Toronto downtown, and they have this giant screen where everybody in the city's watching it together, the game together, um, and then they kind of expanded it towards the GTA region, so the Greater Toronto area, Mississauga. I think they had one in. Uh, they had a whole bunch. A there's whole bunch, like thirty right? or something like that. Yeah. So um, I remember going to the uh, to Jurassic Park in Mississauga, and it was alive. Like every single time there was a bucket, the crowd exploded. You know what I mean? It was such a good like atmosphere because it really seemed like 
the Toronto Raptors just put everybody together. It didn't matter if you were super into basketball or if you didn't really care about the sport all that much. When you came to Jurassic Park or when you went out and you watched the game, you know that, okay, if the orange ball goes inside the bucket and it's wearing, and the person who put the bucket in is wearing a Toronto Raptors jersey, that's a good thing. And you need to cheer. Yeah. And everybody did. From free throws to layups to, you know what I mean, like other people getting reach-in fouls or whatever yeah, the case yeah. may be, everybody was cheering. And I, I, it's honestly just an unforgettable experience from, from the beginning till the end. It was so good. I cried tears of happiness when they won. When, and it was such a terrible ending to it. And, and again, uh, feel bad for all the injuries and, and everything like that that happened. That's not what I'm referring to. I mean, like, the, the last few seconds where there was so much uncertainty, where I they're know. checking the clock. It was the and longest. Like, oh, my they're God. They're reviewing every single play. And it's like, you know that they're going to win, but you don't want to let yourself believe it because, like, oh, there's still time on the clock and all yeah. this stuff. And then when it's finally done, Raptors get possession again, I'm like, holy shit. You know why, though? You know why that is? It's because Toronto has been a cursed city for the longest time. Lebronto. Oh, come on. Are you really going <laughs> to say that? Oh, come on. Have some respect. I do. I respect Lebron. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, baseball, hockey, everything is just you're super close, and then everything comes falling down. When Danny Green had that turnover, do you remember that in the last minute or so, or was yeah. it the last couple of minutes? Yeah. That, tur- that turnover, I remember... Yelling out, of course, it's Toronto, of course this would happen. Nothing would go our way, and then it'd be game seven, and Golden State would win it. Yeah. I had, I was so pessimistic about the entire thing, I just couldn't believe it. So when it did happen, and I saw you, like, crying buckets, I'm like, you know what? Let me join in on this. It's really manly to tear up sometime. It's a display of strength. I agree. Just asserting my dominance over everyone. <laughs> It was an unforgettable It was experience. unforgettable. And, you know, I told you this before, but my dad keeps describing when the Blue Jays won in 92, 93. Yeah. And we have that now. Like, in our lifetime, we saw what happens to Toronto when everybody just goes up. People are honking cars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody, everything is just so alive. The city doesn't sleep because, man, the Toronto Raptors won the championship. Yeah. And we saw all of that. I'm going to never stop breaking this up for the rest of my life. Like like you said, this is going to be It's unforgettable. You can't you don't forget it. A it's a formative moment in my life where mm-hmm. I could be like 30, 40 years down the line and I'm going to be like, "Oh, well, you know, back in 2019 when the Toronto Raptors won." I don't think um, there are a few moments that I really really remember. One of them is when, do you remember against the Milwaukee Bucks when Kawhi Leonard dunked over um, Giannis? Yeah. That monster slam just completely brought the entire roof down. Yeah. Unbelievable. Seeing that live, I almost had a heart attack. It was intense. Yeah. The the, the shot. The shot. Oh my God. Against Philadelphia, which I still don't know how he even felt about it. But that shot was... There were so many monumental moments throughout this postseason for the Raptors. Yeah. You really just had to... Like, it's one of those moments where you know exactly where you were, everything surrounding you. You just remember everything because it was such a great time. You know what I mean? I remember watching the shot with my dad. Um, and he, he had just walked in too, like, a minute before it happens. 
and he shoots it and my dad calls it he's like it's going in really he, he calls it he's like it's gonna go and then it took that was the longest four bounces of my life and it goes in and i was just un unreal i was blown away by the happiness but then i saw joel Embiid crying and then my heart broke for him because i love joel Embiid so much my favorite part of the entire postseason was seeing that my seeing that man cry it was on it was amazing Loved but it. then he went eminem eight mile on you and he <laughs> made it his profile picture that was annoying i hate when people like go with the joke you know what i mean it's just like if you're getting made fun of just like be sad about it. <laughs> Didn't Tyrion in like Game of Thrones say wear it like armor and it, and it can never be used against you? It, so, that's what Joel Embiid did, and it worked. There we, there we go. So annoying. That's why I love him. Um, and then of course, I also remember Kyle Lowry in like the first what two three minutes where it was just bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket of that game. Yeah. Holy crap! He came to win that game. He came to he win it. He was. The, I won't forget that either because he just didn't miss. Nope. It was three-point shot after three-point shot, layup, whatever. He does so many little things, eh? Kyle Lowry, the he King, does so many yeah. little things that you don't really yeah. realize until you actually watch the game, whether yeah. it's charges or, you know, the way he plays defense. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's actually one of a kind, man. And it's crazy because if I was to tell you that last year, you would completely shit on me. No, I would not. Yeah, you would. Oh, come on. Okay. Yes, granted, I have not been a fan of... The Raptors ever. <laughs> I have not been a fan of the Larry DeRozan backcourt, but it's fine. I, Honestly, good I've, vibes only. The Toronto Raptors are the champions. And hey, you know what? The Larry OB went to Brampton. Um, there are a couple more games that I wanted to bring up. Um, really quickly, the Warriors versus the Rockets. Clay is not going to be there. KD is not there. Um, I think the Rockets got that one. I don't know. What Steph do you think? will not be there because he never shows up in Christmas games <laughs> and, and big games. So it's pretty much uh, going to be Draymond against the Houston Rockets. Draymond so against the Houston Rockets. I yeah, think we, I think that one's already decided for. Yeah, for I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the Rockets, but still very exciting nonetheless. Like it's yeah. going to be a good game, definitely. And last but not least, Philadelphia. <sighs> Who's Seventy Sixers versus the Bucks. Seventy Sixers versus the Bucks. Easily okay. the Bucks. <laughs> Come on, Giannis baby MVP. Well, we got into that, I guess, last se- last episode as yeah. well. But all I'm going to say is, I think it's called transistive property. And if that holds, the Philadelphia 76ers were the team that gave the Toronto Raptors the hardest time. That is true. I'm not going to lie. That is true. The, the 76ers were the best team in the postseason. That, and they got uh, better. As a result of this. A lot of changes, though. You've got to consider that. Changes, There's a lot but... of changes. It's, it's hard to just be like, they got better and everything's going to work out because it could be a Boston situation. Hey, they have Kyrie Irving. They have Hayward. And they have all this this young core. It's going to work yeah, out. Except There is some similarity there. You know what I, I mean? Except they have the opposite of Kyrie Irving, which is Al Horford. So Al Horford. <laughs> literally, oh, my God. Literally That's such a money pickup. Yeah. That's such a money pickup. Yeah. But realistically, between the two, if they can figure it out, like I'm being unbiased now, I do think the Sixers got it. The Bucks lost a lot of pieces. I have... I have the Philadelphia 76ers going to the NBA Finals. Yeah? yeah. From the East, eh? I have them I coming out of the East. I don't see what other team would actually... Yeah. Would actually and I have Clippers it. coming out of the West, and I have not made Ew, up my mind I yet. I actually agree with you. Ew. Yucky. Okay, so now I'm going to have to change my, my predictions. It's going to be New Orleans versus um, Charlotte. Charlotte. How does that sound? I think that sounds good. I think Terry Rozier is going <laughs> to revitalize the franchise. 
He's gonna wear the he's gonna wear Jordan's number. We have a Charlotte super fan in the live audience right now. So Robin, uh, we call we call him a, a Charlotte super fan because we say that he went to the Wikipedia for the Charlotte Hornets and he scrolled through really quickly and he saw Kobe Bryant's name and he saw Michael Jordan's name and to to everyone he was like. Oh my God! Why is everyone talking this about is Golden super State? Team. Charlotte is the real super team. They got Kobe and MJ. He's a he's not a very bright person. <laughs> um, all right, but those are all the Christmas games, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm the schedule is sick. Like honestly, all the teams that I want to play that I yeah. want to watch are there, so I have no complaints at all. I mean. Other than New Orleans, it's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> I think New Orleans is gonna be fun, man. New Orleans is gonna be fun. Just well, we'll see. I think this might just be my bit where I, where I'm just down on Zion, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. I had a segment proposal for you, and no, I'll, I'll run it. <laughs> I'll run it. I'll run it by you. So okay. we're still, uh, you know, getting our footing with this whole podcast thing, and we want to explore a few different segments. And I really like it when we talk about music because I love music. You know, with basketball, it's something that I know a lot better than you. So with music, it's something that, <laughs> it's something that you know better than me. So, you know, we, we share it. Yeah, for uh, sure. We split the load for that sure. way. Um, I, I came up with the idea of how about every episode we, we decide beforehand uh, of ranking a discography or a few pieces of work uh, put out from an artist. And we did a, lot, a little talking last episode about Kanye. So we decided before this episode... That both Ben and I were going to rank Kanye's discography, uh, all of his works. And that includes collaborative albums, Cruel Summer, Watch the Throne, Kids See Ghosts. So because this is your proposal, how about you start? Okay, let me pull up my rankings right now. So, oh, you actually like wrote it all out? Oh, yeah, I was just looking because, at the albums right now. I'm because like, oh I God. prep for our podcast. <laughs> all right. Shade. Definitely. Okay, so... I'll just go through my ranking uh, top to bottom of the 11 albums. I have number one, 808s and Heartbreak. Number two, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Three, Graduation. Four, Watch the Throne. Five, College Dropout. Six, Cruel Summer. Seven, Yeezus. Eight, Late Registration. Nine, Life of Pablo. Ten, Kid See Ghosts. Eleven, Yay. I'm... I, I knew putting oh late registration God. at eight was gonna get the old head in you triggered. Oh my goodness gracious, man! And and we also have a Kanye super fan in the in the yeah, live Nav studio Batia. audience. Um, <laughs> listen, okay, okay. First of all, eighties and harp like eighties and harping. I can't I can't even say I can't even say much about that. Like first of all, Kanye in general, he has an album for every single season, for and I think that's season. amazing. Every single like feeling season, Kanye has a song or an album yeah. for it. And just to put it out there, me putting late registration at eight is less of a knock on late registration and more of a compliment just to the body of work that Kanye has put out. That they it have becomes Jesus so over it. I really like. I really like Jesus. Like Black Skinhead, I'll go back to New Slaves. I'll go back to. Dude, but... we went to the show. Do you yeah, not remember, remember Blood on the Leaves? Do you not remember that drop? But late registration has, and let's go through the um, track list real quick. It has touched the sky. It has roses. Drive slow, drive slow, homie. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, drive on, slow, man. homie. We don't want to drive them away. <laughs> Gold digger, diamonds from Sierra. Le- 
This is the album where Jay-Z had the line. And you know what line I'm talking about. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. Man, come on, man. That's incredible. <sighs> okay, so my ranking. Okay. I am having to... I have to put My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy at number one. One of the greatest albums from start to finish that, that I've heard, period. Absolutely phenomenal. Period. Gorgeous, dark fantasy, monster with that Nicki Minaj feature. That verse... Is incredible, man. Shout out to Nicki Minaj if if you actually are retiring. Yeah, thanks for not making me. I'm just kidding. I, I, that, I, do, I, do oh, like, man. I do like Nicki Minaj. But, she has but, some good but seriously, thank you for holding it down and I hope you enjoy your retirement. But Devil in a New Dress with that Rick Ross verse. Dude, when the guitars came and oh then Rick Ross came out of nowhere. A- oh after like a minute and a half of break, Rick Ross comes back and it's just insane. I was debating putting that first. That's my number one for but sure. But for Easily. me, for me, 808s is just, I guess it just takes me back to like uh, emo phase Omar back in yeah. like grade seven or whatever. And where I just loved that album. That and The Fray, right? Coldplay and The Fray. They and... hold a special place in my heart. How to mm-hmm. Save a Life. Um, it's, it's, uh, and Heartless. Those two songs right there. Okay, you know, but... I sang Heartless for my grade seven music class. No. I did. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, no, I, I said you had to sing a song in front of everyone. It's kind of weird how you're like smiling and you're so excited about it. That's embarrassing. Like, don't tell me about this stuff. What's wrong? If with you me? guys want me to uh, want to hear me, no, no, moving that. on, moving on. I never, <laughs> I never want to hear that drop ever it, again. Drop it in the reviews. Drop <laughs> it, you know, send us an email. Okay, so I got number one, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Number two, I actually do have um, eight oh eight and heartbreak. Oh, there and we go. I Our one two is flipped. because I think it's because of the memories that I have with it. I remember having it on my um, my iPod Nano at the time, and then Streetlights came on as I was leaving. Like it's like one of those albums where it's. I think it's a nostalgia that really brings out. Yeah. You know, like all the memories yeah. and everything with it. And, and you know what? It might be different because we live in a country where it actually snow. does snow yeah. and it does I, get I, cold. That's so true. That I didn't even think about it. that. Maybe like. If you're listening to this in like California and you've been there your whole life, maybe it doesn't have the same connection to you as it does for us. But I don't know. I Street guess Lights is one of my favorite songs. And Welcome to Heartbreak with Kid Cudi. Oh my God. Cudi and Kanye always do amazing things. And that was the start of it. Yeah. Heartless is, of course, amazing. Um, See You in My Nightmares with that Lil Wayne feed. Honestly, I can go from track to track to track. Yeah. I don't think there's a bad song on there. And Pinocchio Story was the first time I ever cried um, very loudly. So... <laughs> Pinocchio cried, story is the first time you cried on beat. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I got to put College Dropout. And this is another another one of the reasons why is because of what I talked about before with memories associated with it. I remember songs like, well, Jesus Walks is one of my favorite songs, period. Yeah. Um, I know that entire verse. Like, I just love it. Yeah. Um, Slow Jams is... Slow Jams is also a very good... Um, what's it called? A very good track. All falls down. I think it has that one line. It's like the prettiest people do the ugliest things. And you put that as your MSN. Bio. No, it was my Facebook story. Oh no, you're no, right. no, not my story. So my Facebook status or like my about me section Is was the prettiest people do the ugliest things. Okay, so and here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna go back to your Facebook if it's still up, and we're gonna find that status screenshot and we're gonna post it on our IG. <laughs> so hit follow us on IG at the session ball. <laughs> Very smooth plug-in. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, so family business, last call. Like again, there's a bunch of memories associated with it. And Jesus walks number three for me. Okay. If so, you don't say graduation, that's number four is graduation. There we go. Number four is graduation because come on. Okay. T Pain, good life, um, stronger, I champion. Play this come on, album. like when every single mood, song. I remember when I got accepted into uni, my first choice. I drove home stupid fast that day listening to uh the glory and that's one of the best uh, memories best, best memories of my life yeah. bittersweet poetry um what's it called can't tell me nothing is one of those like you have to like you don't dance to that song you rap the entire song with yeezy and that is dancing you know and, what i mean and just that's the most aggressive manner ever that's what we did last weekend at a friend's, <laughs> at a friend's wedding can't tell me what's nothing that? came on you're trying to tell me something nah you can't tell, tell me nothing, nothing. Let's never do that ever again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely graduation as my number four. Um, number five, I'm putting late registration. Above Watch the Throne? Above Watch the Throne. I have late registration up there because it has way too many. I think it's I, honestly the old head in me. I don't know what to tell you. Like, Dude, uh, late registration has so many good best, tracks. One of the best collab rap albums of all time. I just find myself going back to a lot more tracks on late registration than I do on um, but let me ask Watch you the this. Throne. Let me ask you this. Is the reason for that the fact that Watch the Throne isn't on any streaming service like other than Tidal? You know, my brother actually had the CD for it and we played the hell out of it. But to answer your question, I guess that would be... Because the reason, the reason I don't go back to it that much is because I don't have Tidal. I have Spotify, you have Apple Music. Yeah, so I mean, we don't like, really have I mean, the tracks. Here's, here's the songs that I really, really like, okay? Obviously, Otis... Um, in Paris, No Church in the Wild, gotta have it. Murder to Excellence is a very good track. I mean, you know what? Like, it's prime it's, time. Prime time. A lot of people really, really like that song. I know you love that song. I love prime, prime time. Prime time. I never really cared for all that much. Like, I like the song, but I don't yeah. really like. I don't love it as much as I do songs like Roses from Late Registration or Addiction or, you know what I mean. So for, for I just me, prefer the that I had a little bit more. For me, the reason I had Watch the Throne higher was literally the only track I ever skip on Watch the Throne is I think it's Lift Off, the second one. Uh, oh, you don't like Lift Off? No, I, I deleted that like, oh. right when I got it. Downloaded on my iTunes, I just deleted I'm like, I mean, Ham different. brings back a lot of memories of like high school slang. Oh, I'm about to go ham on this math yeah. quiz. <laughs> you have no idea how many grade 11 fitness classes I got through listening to Ham. Ham. Like, oh my God. So many sets, so many sets of bench press with like 15 pounds on. I'm about to go ham. ham. Yeah, no, it's, it's. So, anyways, that's my. um. Late registration is there. And it's funny that you brought up Watch the Throne because right after late registration, I would have watched the okay. throne. Um, I'm not going to be that disrespectful. Um, so late registration is there. After that, I have, um, well, actually, I have Life of Pablo. Yeah. I have Life of Pablo. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of tracks there, but there are a lot of gems as well. Like Wolves, crazy. Highlights with Young Thug, amazing. Famous, 30 Hours, Fade. It's a very fun album. St. Pablo? St. Pablo. That's oh, that's so bars. good. That is so Would good. You know bars? <laughs> <laughs> so I have Life of Pablo right after that. And then as you can see, it goes to... Well, Ye is definitely last. I have Yeezus after Life of Pablo because I only go back to two tracks realistically yeah. from, from Ye. Or sorry, from Yeezus. And then at the last position, I have Ye. I completely okay, forgot that that was an album. Hold on. You, yeah, I forgot Ye was an album too. You skipped Cruel Summer. 
Cruel, Cruel Summer. Summer. Has, oh my god. That is an Come album. On, I forgot about that. That is an album filled with bangers because you have Mercy, Don't Like, a New God Flow, um Morning, uh the Bliss one. is one of my favorite tracks with yeah. John Legend. I Cold. love that track. Cold. Oh my god. Cold okay. bars. I'm I'm changing what I had before so before Life of Pablo, I would put Cruel Summer. Okay. Okay, I okay. think that's fair to say. All yeah, right. Cruel Summer is just creepers. Oh my god, with Kid, I love Kid Cudi so much. Kid Cudi is the father of everything going on right now. He's the godfather of music from twenty ten and onwards. Okay, amazing. Who who is he with? Universal. Kid Cudi. Yeah, who whatever no record idea. company? Because I know all of you guys are listening to this. Give me an album of Kid Cudi humming, please. Just give me an oh. album of just his humming. Various. Hey, you know how we were talking about ASMR? I think I found one. Kid Cudi's humming. Kid Cudi's humming. Kid gives me this tingle. Yes, (laughs) right in the back of my head. That's exactly what I need. Give me an album of Kid Cudi's humming, and I will be happy. I will gladly pay double market. (laughs) And and here's here's what we'll do. We'll we'll write down both of our lists. Well, I already have mine written down. We'll write down yours as well, and we'll post it to our Instagram at the Session Ball. So be sure to give that a follow. Uh, yeah, we should actually. I like the segment. I love yeah. talking music all the time. Yeah. I think for um, for anybody listening as well, definitely give us artists that you think we should review their discography. Yeah, you know, and you know, don't say something like John McDonald or something. I have no idea who that would be, but or J Cole, Omar, Omar would not do that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, f- I fell asleep for a second. What were you guys talking about, J Cole? <laughs> Okay. So, no, I think this is a really good segment. I like this. We should continue doing it. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, why don't we wrap it up now? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. So, made it this far. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. You're probably beginning to notice a bit of a format in our podcast. We're playing around with it, uh, with a mix of basketball and non-basketball topics because we want the podcast to stay approachable. So, if you have any constructive, positive, or negative feedback, please, please, please leave it in the reviews, whether it's Apple Actually, I don't know if Spotify's reviews, but that's what our Instagram's for. Drop it in our comments and let us know how things are going. So our Instagram and our Twitter is at the session ball. And you can send us an email anytime at um, the session basketball at gmail.com. That's the session basketball at gmail.com. Leave some reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you might be. Let us know how we're doing. And for me, uh, I'm out. What about you, Ben? Yeah, that's. No, pretty much what Omar had said. Like, uh, make sure you follow us on all social media. Uh, leave your reviews. If you have negative stuff to say, just make sure you leave a five star beforehand. <laughs> and uh, I will gladly read all the negative stuff you have to say. Um, and again, what Omar said, we're going to keep playing around with format. We're not going to get too comfortable with things. We want to try different segments out. Um, but I think that's going to come down to listening to what you guys have to say. So uh, be sure to follow us. And that's everything for me. I'm signing out now. All right. Cheers. <laughs>